Welcome back into the great Scott show. As promised, Coach Eric Mouton from Ascension Episcopal in studio. Dr. Fundamental hanging out with me this morning. I mean, old, old license to ill Beastie Boys. That's from your days playing for Coach Danny back at STM. That's exactly right. Does that Good bring stuff. you back there? It does. It absolutely <laughs> does, man. What was, what's, your, what's your favorite Beastie Boys song? And did it kind of just come and go with that first album for you? Oh, yeah. It yeah, definitely it wasn't did. like you, you rolled with them a long time, but that thing was everywhere. That song playing right there is pretty right, good. Got to be top of the list. <laughs> Coach, Coach Danny. Dude, like Basketball back in the 80s, like in high school, now you know you got the music in every gym and it's constant. I mean, did y'all, did y'all have the music coming out as champs week to week? Was it just a constant party in there? It was a little different back then. It was a little different back then. We had one song that we went with our senior year that we... What song was that? I don't remember. You don't. I don't remember, but I know it was. I know it was one song that we had because Roy Champagne, who was our uh, our hype guy at the time, didn't get much playing time, but he was our hype guy, and he was in charge of the music. So we we went with one. Um, maybe it, it takes two. Okay. That's yeah, how yeah, sound yeah. From it takes two it to takes, make a thing there, go right. There you go. <laughs> that might have been it. It took five for us, but um, it's good. Coach uh, Coach Eric Mouton in studio. We're going to talk some hoops. We'll talk a little football as well. We'll talk about a camp he's got Thanksgiving week. Um, UL last night, I know you had a game with Ascension Episcopal. I referenced in the opening segment this morning, a little over an hour ago, I had some audio from Coach Mulkey from Coach Broadhead. Uh, but being a UL alum, having over 2,700 at a women's basketball game, that's that's a big deal at the Cajun Dome. That's, it's awesome. That's man. awesome. It's awesome. You know, I'm a little hoarse this morning. We did start our our season. We had to go up to Westminster uh, last night, and uh, man, I wanted to go to that game so bad. You know, pulling for Coach Gary, local guy, so passionate about his program, and and he's having success. He's bringing in good players. He's getting it done. Hanging banners, winning championships. I know he's pleading with the community to get out there and support those girls and and to support him and. You know, I just want to echo that. If you have a chance to get out there one night and watch his team play, they are very good. They're fun to watch, and he does a great job. You know, starting on the defensive end, they get stops, and then they can score, and they got a couple of good players inside. So pulling for Coach Broadhead for sure. And, um, you know, last night wasn't their night, but, uh, you know, Coach Mulkey in terms of her passion just for women's basketball and wanting to have it grow in this state is uh, is also a good thing yeah it's a great thing to have her back and you know she's kind of a a living legend there on the on the women's side of it and it's great for her to come to the cajun dome and to to get that excitement there about women's basketball so so good for her great for coach broadhead and dr maggot everybody that made that game happen coach eric mutar guest you um you once told tim floyd something during a game what was that <laughs> <laughs> You have a beep button? Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to play it, uh, but it, it, there you go. I can't repeat it. So take me back. So real quick before we get into currently, I, I love the story. I wasn't there, but, yeah. you know, you, you, you go into the free throw line to try to win a game, and Tim calls a timeout to try to ice you. And this is back when, you know, USL and UNO were at each other's throats on the basketball court. It was intense. So he calls a timeout, and, and what did you do? You just, like, walk to the other side of the court or? Well, there was some chatter between the players, and you know Kevin Brooks came over to defend me anytime, anytime somebody looked at me wrong. Kevin, well, it wasn't Brooks at the time; it was Marcus Stokes. It was the year before I came in with Kevin Brooks and Aaron Mitchell. Had my redshirt year, went out with Marcus Stokes, Tyrone Jones, and 
Carol Boudreau, and anytime somebody looked at me funny, those two guys were stepping in and um, protecting me because they knew I was going to give them the basketball. Not everybody on the team would give them the ball, so they knew where you know they knew who to take they care had, of. They had multiple <laughs> intentions. So, um, so we were talking the whole game, and I, it might have been Irvin Johnson. He and I were kind of getting into it, and Tim Floyd screamed something to tell me to stop talking, and I'm like, man, I, I normally don't start this. Okay. So I just try to finish it, and then I told him gotcha. you know, kind of the same thing. So, so he it wasn't he wasn't trying to ice you. He was telling you to stop running your mouth. Yeah, and you were like, bro, you 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 guys are running your mouth. They, exactly. Um, I can't remember who started it. I'm not sure. It might have been you. Look at <laughs> it that. Might Look have at been that. It might have been. It you. might have been me. You were a bit feisty as a player. You were a great college player, um, great high school player, a lot of success, and you've you've continued in the coaching world. Um, you're running the athletic department over there at Ascension Episcopal tonight. You and Bobby have the call. Talk Radio 960, but um, playoff game between Ascension Episcopal and LCA uh, in the area, man. In terms of area games, bigger than that. Yeah, and it's. I guess it's fitting. You know, we've we've kind of avoided them the last couple of years being in the same division, and now that they're about to move out, we get to play them uh, on their way out as they move up. Um, but I think the Blue Gators are going to be ready. It's going to be a tough task to go over there um, and to play with these guys. But, you know, our guys have worked hard all year. We've had another great year. You know, to me, a, a program, not just a team, a program, and what Coach Matt has done and Coach Mike before him, the Desimos, uh, putting this football program on the map, it just seems like year in and year out we're solid. We bring in new guys that make a, that make a difference, that work hard on the JV level and be ready when their number's called um, on the varsity level. And that's to me, that's a sign of a solid program and Coach Matt and his staff. It's not like the, the school's been around for a long period of time, but the Desimos quickly built that thing into a program that's consistently winning. Yeah, yeah, 15 years we've been open and, you know, probably 13 in the in the LHSAA, and it just seems like every year next guy up, you know, Kay Dardar, example, steps mm-hmm. in as a junior starting quarterback, and a lot of people are like, we're not sure how he's going to do. Did he get enough reps in the JV? Uh, you know, he got hurt late, and, man, he stepped in there and was outstanding. So, you know, it's just the guy. They get these guys ready. Coach Eric Mutal in studio with me, ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. Growing up, was basketball always, like, number one for you, or did you, did you play other sports? Did you follow other sports? Baseball was a close second. Played a lot of baseball growing up, and the uh, coaching staff, the, the baseball coaching staff actually went to – to Coach Fletcher and those guys and asked if they were going to recruit me and if they were because I only had one scholarship offer, one. And uh, the baseball program was interested in me too, playing both. My dad wanted me to play both. Um, but I wound up just sticking with uh, with basketball. You know, we had a great baseball team under Doug Taylor at St. Thomas More with a guy named Lyle Mouton. You might have heard of him. Yeah, he, he, he was pretty good. Maybe the best athlete in STM history. And uh, shout out, Coach Taylor. By the way, no offense to you, Eric. I mean, there were some great yeah. athletes, but <laughs> no, Lyle sure. Mutal, man. That you, you knew him well. You played a couple sports with him. We played basketball and baseball together, and you know the career that he had. He was a starting pitcher, third baseman. I was at shortstop and a relief pitcher. So um, UL baseball came in and wanted to recruit me. So basketball and baseball was very close. Looking back, I kind of regret not playing both. Really? Yeah. Um, what was your, who was your your team growing up? I mean, did you 
have a favorite basketball player, baseball player, or not really? Basket- more of just a kid that always just wanted to play and didn't watch you much. I wanted to play, but I also watched. I mean, back then it was you know it was Michael Jordan. It was much CTV, and uh, I was a John Stockton guy. You know, I love the way he shared the basketball and passed the ball. So that's that's what I had to do Scrappy. to get on the court. That's what I had to do to get on the court. I couldn't go up, go in there and score twenty five points. I had to get it to the other guys to do it. I take. love Stockton as well. Yeah. But I also love the idea of people, revisionist history, that are like, you know, he, he played the game pure. It's like, um, no. I mean, yes and no. Let's not act like he, he and Carl Malone played clean. I mean, they get down and dirty, do whatever you have to do to what, win. That's how they play. Whatever uh, you have to do. The nice way to say it is scrappy. And you you were you're yep. also a scrappy player. Um Make make every single inch you give, make every single effort you give, make it count. Uh, yeah, man, Stockton, I he I, I just I love watching him back yeah. in the day. Love yeah. watching him. Uh, ESPN Lafayette. So I know basketball is such a passion for you. You know, my kids are are really young. They're two, four, and six. I know yours are, are older, but for a lot of parents, it's Thanksgiving next week. Your kids are out of school. Like what? What are you gonna do? You're gonna sit here all week. You're gonna sit around like you don't have school. I have to go to work. Let's. Why don't you do something? Why don't you? It's gonna be kind of cold outside. Why don't you go play basketball somewhere? Right? Seems like a good idea to me. Seems like it makes sense. Work. I mean, I don't. I don't know if there's anything like that happening. Or drop your kids off and go start your Christmas shopping. I'm sure the you know moms and dads want to get them out of the house. Drop them off to you. Let's drop them off at the Youngsville campus of Ascension Episcopal School. Okay. We're going to start at 9 o'clock each day, 9 to 12.30, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday for our Dr. Fundamentals Thanksgiving basketball camp. Um, we'll take walk-up registrations starting at 8.30. That's at 1800 Shimon Metairie, right past Rouse's. Um, and we do all the fundamentals. We're going to work on their games. I mean, it's basketball season right nobody's worried about football nobody cares no, i'm just kidding I'm just kidding we are transitioning into basketball season so if those guys that are going to play some bitty or play for their school team want to come get some work walk up registration starts at 8 30 and we're going to go from 9 to 12 30 um, so if you need to uh, have a meeting or go to work or go do some christmas shopping drop them off monday tuesday wednesday um, next week out in Youngsville at Ascension Episcopal School. You can go to ascensionbluegators.org. Check it out for, for more information. DrFundamentals.com, DR Fundamentals for more information too. But, yeah, we'll do a little camp Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Then I'm also hosting my varsity basketball tournament in the afternoon or in the evening. So if you want to catch a few uh, basketball games, we've got that going on as well. 830 registration. What, what's the age range here, Coach? We go pre-K four through eighth grade and we'll split them up according to their age get some work in get some fundamentals in we'll play some games we'll give away some prizes free snacks for everybody snacking a drink at break it's going to be awesome a lot of my players will come uh work camp my son is coming eli mouton who is at vc now coaching basketball will also be there helping out that's awesome. So pre-K four through eighth grade, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday next week, guys. It's Thanksgiving. You you want your kid for whatever. You that maybe they love hoops. Maybe you just need to get them out the house. They need to get exercise. They need to get energy. They need to go learn from Doctor Fundamental. Uh, registration at eight thirty. You mentioned a drink and a snack. What are, what are the what are the costs for this? Ninety five dollars. And that's all three days. That's all three days, and you don't have to leave any extra money for for snacks. That's all covered. And uh, we'll get them some good work. We'll have them 
play some games. And, of course, we'll do some individual competitions like hot shot and free throws and mic and layups, all that good stuff. And then we'll play some three-on-three and some five-on-five and let you get better. There you go. Make it happen, guys. Go check it out. Do you try to do, like, history lessons like your former coach Danny Broussard when he has his his, his Danny Broussard camp every summer? I do not. All right. That, that was there one day last week. He talks to every – I mean, that thing's been going on for so long, but he sees them always like, come here, come here, my little children. Come here, yeah, come here. It. He puts them up and he asks them a question. Who was a Louisiana native that won multiple rings and was the oldest player at the time of his retirement? And it was Robert Parrish. And, like, oh, a lot of these kids God. are like, they don't know, you know. No. And then it ended and I went and I, I – Told my son and nephew, I'm like, run up to him, tell him Robert Parrish. And they did. And they were like, Robert, he's like, that's right, it's big cheap, but y'all are too late. It's over. <laughs> <laughs> no prize for you. <laughs> uh, all right. Oh, um, Dr. Fundamental, Eric Mouton, uh, Youngsville, on the campus of Ascension Episcopal. You don't have to sign up now. You can sign up morning of 8.30, pre-K-4, all the way through 8th grade, and then some good games in the evening if uh, – if you're off next week, if, even if you're not off of your work and you want to catch some good high school basketball, it is uh, it is happening over there at EAS. Uh, we're going to talk more hoops with Coach Amuta about the current UL team, among other things. He was glad that I got the Pelicans out of the way. He said it, it kind of made him <laughs> sick. Uh, they are they are a difficult watch at times. Um, I'm I'm starting to wonder what I'm actually getting out of that relationship, but we'll dig into that and uh, some old – UL memories as well. All that and more. Don't go anywhere. It is Great Scott Show. This is ESPN Lafayette. Best ticket in sports. Now 103.3 on the FM, 1420 on the AM, and streaming worldwide via the ESPN Lafayette app. For those of you listening via the app, it's brought to you by Champagne's Market on the Oil Center. Champagne's going the extra mile. Welcome back into the Great Scott Show. ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports, Louisiana Raging Cajun football. In action tomorrow against Liberty. We've talked quite a bit about that game. One o'clock pregame tomorrow. Ian Ozan and Richie Falgu have pregame for you. Steve Pelican will be at the Cajun Dome tomorrow calling Raging Cajun women's hoops against UNO. That one will be on Talk Radio 960. Talk Radio 960 tonight is where you can hear Ascension Episcopal's home call. Eric Mutal, Bobby Neva. On the game against LCA, we got um, Cecilia. That game on in here with Mike Bernard. They call him the Bandit. You got Acadiana High playoff football on Classic Rock 105.1, and we'll be updating all the scores tonight over on our website and the app throughout the night until they all go final. There are 19 teams in and around the Acadiana area that are uh, still in action, still alive in the high school football playoffs. Eric Mouton, our guest, Coach Eric Mouton, he's, again, got a basketball camp happening Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday next week. A lot of kids out of school. It is uh, – excuse me. I had to turn off my mic to sneeze. You can walk up registration, 830, and uh, it's from 9 to 1230, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, pre-K, 4, all the way through 8th grade. You get a snack, you get a drink, and you get – um. You get taught a lot of fundamentals of basketball from Dr. Fundamental Eric Mouton, who also, man, you're a busy guy because you, you you coach AES. You've got 
uh, the other athletics that you oversee over there, and you also do a lot of the color commentary for ESPN Plus for Raging Cajun basketball. And I look at this year's team, and I know the game Wednesday, you know, sloppy at times, and, and you know, you look at the free throw line, but I don't want to so much look at a single game as sort of the first the first three games and the current roster. Uh, they've been battling some health issues the last few years. When you got a lot of cards in the deck, things look different, and you got a couple of, dare I say, aces in the deck. Uh, at least some face cards, if you want to, if you want to say that. I mean, Jordan Brown, Greg Williams. You, you got transfers with a lot of experience. I think Georgia State, just based on what they have coming back, I get why they're the favorite in the Sun Belt this year, and and I I wouldn't argue it. But uh, Eric, you're 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 in tune with this program. You see him up close. You know a lot of these guys. Where is the talent level for this team compared to some others in the last decade under Coach Marlin? I think it's up there, you know, right there with him. He's had a couple of really good teams that um, had a chance to to do some things in the uh, Sun Belt tournament and also in the maybe get to the NCAA tournament. But injuries, illness, a couple of those things have kind of derailed him over the last uh, 10 years, so to speak. But um, this team is as talented as – as I've seen in a while, um, and and has a chance to be really good. You know, you know what you get when you got Theo Akuba inside, and man, you had Jordan Brown. If you hadn't seen him play yet, Jordan Brown is special. I mean, he was a big time recruit coming out of high school. His dad played here, Dion Brown, and I know Coach Marlin and staff wanted to get him um, right out of high school. Couldn't land him. He went to Arizona. He went to Nevada. And now he's back and he's talented. So you got he was uh, what the sixth man of the year in the Pac-12 last year. Yes, I mean, yes, that's, uh, that's talent. That's talent. And he and he came and right out of the gate he's showing it. He he can do it all. He's even stepping back, hit a couple threes the other night. Um, and then Greg Williams, so fun to watch, so explosive. I've seen him play since he was nine years old, same age as Eli. So we played on the same team, did a little together, watched him play AAU. Um, another big-time recruit out of the state that none of the state schools could keep here. Went to St. John's and uh, decided to come back. But once he entered that transfer portal, he had Houston, Baylor, Oklahoma State, and Western Kentucky. And then he also had the option to go back to St. John's. So uh, Coach Marlin and his staff did a great job of recruiting him to put that Louisiana on his chest, and he's going to be special. You need to get out there uh, and watch him play and watch this team play. They've got um, Marshall uh, next week, Indiana on Sunday. So there's a road trip here. Indiana is not in the top 25. I know Houston is who's coming up later, but they're right outside of it. I think they're if, if you were looking at the receiving votes, they'd be like 27th. Not to mention, you go to Bloomington and you play at Indiana, that's one of the premier college basketball programs. West Florida, Southern Miss, Xavier, Louisiana, no offense to any of those programs. I mean, frankly, the Cajuns were supposed to win those games. They're not favored to win this game Sunday. You talk about an early test on the road, a, an environment. Great opportunity Sunday night for the Cajuns. What, what are their chances playing at Indiana? I think they have a very good chance. Uh, Indiana was actually on TV the other night. I got a chance to watch them a little bit, and they're similar. You know, both teams are going to come in with good attitude. Great athletes and, and a little size, so they'll have some size to match up with Akuba and Jordan down there. Uh, and also Richards. I like Isaiah Richards, number 35, comes off the bench, a big kid, put on some muscle in the offseason. 
And I think one of the guys that, again, injured over the last couple of years, Kobe Julian. Kobe Julian is talented. I mean, six, uh, six played at Madison Prep, had a great career over there, and then has battled injuries the last couple of years. Um, but he did lead the Sun Belt as a freshman in scoring, uh, 12.8 points a game, led all freshmen. So talented, battling some injuries, and he looks healthy. He can get to the basket, he can shoot, and he's also a great passer. So I think Kobe Julian, you know, maybe a lot of people hadn't seen him play over the last couple of years because he uh, was banged up and injured a little bit. But uh, he's another talent. We have Greg Williams at uh, 6'3 at the point. Coach Eric Mutzar, our guest, um, <clears throat> and then it's to Marshall where the Cajuns will play their second non-conference game against a team that will be in the Sun Belt soon uh, as they played in Hattiesburg a week ago tonight. But uh, that game, Sunday night, pregame at 6, you can hear here on ESPN Lafayette as well as News Talk 96.5 KPEL. So big game against the Indiana Hoosiers, then Marshall next Tuesday uh, Thanksgiving, man, people think football, they think food. I also think basketball because um, there's always a bunch of NBA games on the docket throughout the week. I just remember like being home from, whether if I come home from college back in the day, all I would do is just go watch basketball. That's what I would do. And then at night, and then I'd just watch football during the day, and then I'd just, you know, eat a bunch of Thanksgiving leftovers. It's like brings back, like food and sports is what I think about during Thanksgiving. Um, and, you know, Wish there had been a camp around when I was a kid to uh, to go check out like you've got going on at AES next week. Uh, Eric uh, Mouton's basketball camp this Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday over at Ascension Episcopal. So what what is what is your expectation for UL Hoops this year, Eric? You've seen a couple of games now. I know you're a fan, but you're also an analyst, right? We talked about Georgia State. I mean, where do you think the Cajuns finish in the Sun Belt this year? Ultimately, the goal is winning the conference tournament, right? But to set yourself up, you you got to do a lot between now and then. Yeah, you do. And and I like what Coach Marlin's doing with this club. I know they preach defense, and they are an outstanding defensive team. You know, Kentrell Garnett, a guy we hadn't talked about yet, is a walk-on. Love that kid, man. Love him. Love that kid. I mean, he gets after it on the defensive end, and he loves that corner shot. You know, they pay so much attention to, to Akuba, Jordan inside, Greg Williams with the ball in his hands. He creates – Kentrell Garnett's going to sit in that corner and knock him down. They, they st- kind of struggled a little bit out of the gate from three. Uh, another shooter, Jalen Dalcourt, another local product from right here at Lafayette High, is going to be another guy who's going to be in the mix uh, into that rotation. And, uh, you know, he's a catch-and-shoot guy, and he can also put it on the floor and score. So the defensive side of the ball, I love what Coach Marlin and his staff is doing on the, on the defensive side. They have been outstanding. And, and we'll see what they can do against Indiana on the defensive end. They're going to have to get stops. They're going to have to rebound the ball. Um, but, you know, they hadn't won an NCAA tournament game since 1992, Scott. I'm not sure if you knew that or not. Who played on that team? I, I, can't, I can name a few guys. I can name uh, Marcus Stokes, Cedric Mackeon. Todd Hill, Carol Boudreau. Feisty, short, funny-looking little white kid that was like a John Stockton wannabe. That's exactly what he was. <laughs> I was yeah, that's it. Um, Duke Gay, you know, the lone senior on this team, uh, always bringing energy when he gets in there. You know, it's you got options. And I asked Coach Marlin, like, at what point would you want to have the rotation sort of cemented? And he said – you know, in a, lo- a lot of years, you want to have it cemented early. He's like, we 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 hadn't been healthy, and this year we are, so we have a lot of depth. And so, you know, probably take a little more time, obviously by conference play. But when Bray and AU comes back, what's that going to mean for Garnett's role? How's that going to change with him at the off guard? 
we'll have to see. I, th- I think Garnett's a better shooter, um, so I think he could move over and, and play a little more off and uh, guard the basketball, but when, when it comes down the court, Greg Williams will have it in his hand, and, sure. and, and he's a playmaker. Um, you're right, we didn't even mention a couple of those guys, but um, you know they, they get it done in practice. They work hard in practice. You've got to compete. You've got to earn your time. You've got to earn your minutes, um, and that's a great thing. You know, sometimes teams have five or six guys and they don't have to work as hard in practice because they know they're going to get theirs. Now there's some minutes out there and there's some uh, opportunities for some guys to step up and step in. And uh, and I think this team, man, stay healthy. Uh, I think Coach Marlin will get them. You can have all the talent in the world, but if they can't play together, it doesn't matter. So I think they'll get them there eventually, man, and I'd I'd, I'd love to see them. Uh, and I think they can get it done, get back to the NCAA tournament. Well, they've got the uh, a long way to go. Pensacola, Florida is where the Sunbelt Conference Tournament will be in early March, but uh, they got a long way to go before even conference play and some big ones, including this Sunday against Indiana. But uh, you're starting to see you know, some of the talent and depth on this roster. Um, Jordan Brown, Theo Okuba, you talk about the bigs on this team. I think the athleticism of the bigs in particular, I think that's going to play well in the Sunbelt this year. You know, it's one thing to have size. It's another to have size that can move. You know, the way Brown can just handle the ball, He's his effort is there, but he also has this kind of like laid-back persona, if that makes sense. It's not like it's too cool for school, I'm not going to try, but it's just his demeanor. It's always just like, it's fine, we're He's good. Smooth. He's you know, smooth. Yeah, it makes it look easy. That's the word, smooth. He makes him, um, you look at Kentrell Garnett, and he's got to give that energy, and you oh, see how hard he plays. He, he plays so hard. And Jordan Brown can can be smooth and still be effective. He, he makes it look effortless. Doesn't yeah. mean it, it, it it's effortless, but he kind of makes it look that way. But I, I, that's that's something that I think bodes well once you get to conference play uh, for this basketball team. So how much outside of the Cajuns, how much college basketball do you do you follow versus NBA currently? I, I, when I get home at night after games or after practice, I'll I'll flip through the channels and try to watch some college basketball, but um, don't follow it very much other other than the Cajuns. You know, I'll keep an eye on Mr. Wade over there in, in Baton Rouge. I had a, a player um, go over there and be a manager for him for for four years, so keep an eye on them. But but other than that, I'll try to keep an eye on the state schools and then try to catch some big time games. You know, you always want to sit down and watch a Duke play or a Kentucky play and. Uh, Virginia teams like that. Uh, see if you can pick up a few things. But um, late at night, I'll get to catch a few college games. LSU beat McNeese last night, eighty-five forty-six. You mentioned Duke, so this uh, the Shashevsky farewell tour. I mean, is he just going to get a plaque and a tie everywhere he goes, like week to week? I mean, gonna things are going to get dragged out a lot. Yeah, they will. It's going to be fun to watch, and it's also going to be fun to see the next chapter of Duke basketball. They've been so good for so long. Can can Shire get it done it there be, the same it'll way? Be, it'll be weird. It will be. It'll be weird. No I, I love to make jokes about Coach K, but I also am not stupid. I know he's, you know, he's he's an all-time great. And um, having someone else at Duke, the guy's been there, what, 34 years, 35? Or no, longer than that. Shoot, he got there when he was in his 30s. Um, he's been, I think he's been at Duke my entire life. It's about right. Yeah, like I think I think he he took over in what like eighty. I think I think it was around there. So we're going on forty plus years. It's like there's some things. I I always start thinking about these guys' age. Like last night, apparently, in the NFL game, which I, I caught the end of, uh, wasn't much to see. The Patriots destroyed the, the Falcons. 
But at one point, Troy Aikman said something about Belichick and Mac Jones. And he was like, I mean, why would Bill Belichick want to retire? He looks at Mac Jones and thinks he has a quarterback for the next 15 to 18 years. And I heard, you know, I heard that. I'm like, yeah, that makes sense, but it doesn't because in 18 years, Bill will be 87. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Like, the, but you, my, my point is like, sometimes when somebody is somewhere for so long, you start forgetting how old they actually are. And it's like, oh yeah, coach K is, uh, he's, and he looks the same. He's got his hood he's, on. He's getting up there. Well, you know, he, di- he dies yeah, that hair like jet black. <laughs> let's not, let's not act like he is a reason. I, I don't even know. He might even touch up, make him, you know, he's 74. Um, and, um, wow. I guess he'll be 75 by the time he hangs it up. So it's a hell of a run. That's a hell of a run. Uh, the NBA, I guess when the Pels are good, you're interested, so therefore you're not really interested this year? Not too much. I don't have time to catch catch NBA games. You know, I kind of watch what LeBron does and some of those, you know, KD. I just love the talent, love watching those guys play, and then I also love Steph Curry, man, what he's doing and what he can do at can that size. Can about that? Sure. I've heard coaches, I've heard youth football coaches, youth little bit of high school, mainly youth, and I know you're coaching high school, complain about, simultaneously complain and enjoy Steph Curry. And then in football, maybe this was a few years ago, but Odell Beckham Jr., because they, they blame Odell for every kid wanting to just not catch with two hands. And it was like, just drive me crazy. And just sit around, and that's all they do. And then on the basketball side of it, they're like, man, I, I I remember like youth basketball, you know, just run the play, try to get a close range shot. I mean, you're not, and he's like, now kids just want to try to pull up from like 20 feet all the time, and they're like nine, and he and he says totally Steph Curry's fault, but it is like that's that's all Steph Curry there. They watch him do things that no one else can do. I mean, I've been saying for a long time, like he's the best shooter in the history of the game. Oh well, yes, Scott, if he played in the 90s, well, he doesn't. He doesn't. You can say yes if he played back in the day. The Pistons might have, you know, tackled him and and tried to stab him. I mean, the last part is a joke, but very he didn't. He plays now. So say what you want. He plays in this era, and he's the best shooter in the history of basketball. And he's worked to be that. You know, obviously he probably had a little bit of his dad's shooting touch, and you grow up around the NBA. His dad, Dell Curry, was a great shooter in the NBA, but. You know, the stories you hear about him, you can go to YouTube and see some of his workout videos. He has, you don't get what you want, you get what you work for. And that guy has worked for it, and that's why he's shooting the way he's shooting. He, um, playing in a gym as opposed to playing outside, the goal is different. You know, Tamara Williams for, for Coach Broadhead Squad, you know, a local, she was talking about her first game in the Cajun Home last week and just, you know, it's it's different. The goal's there, everything's different. I, I think Steph, obviously, number one on the list is hard work. Also, I think you mentioned his dad. Being able to grow up and shoot in, like, NBA arenas constantly, yep. that's 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 got to help. That's got to help. Because at a young age, you're not you're not shooting on your goal in your yard where, you know, it, it hits a backboard a certain way and then it hits the concrete in your driveway. and You're just playing with NBA balls and NBA gyms, and so you're – you're learning it in a in a different way than, you know, 99.9% of kids learned it at a young age. Yeah, and think about it. He had to come out of high school and went to Davidson. You know, didn't none of the big – Didn't none have the big any offers. No. He's too small. Too small. And then what he did in the NCAA tournament and to get drafted that high at his size and, you know, the, Hornets, the rest is history. The Hornets almost had him. 
The huh? New Orleans Hornets almost had him. So if you remember early, I know it'll make you sick. If you remember early in Steph's career, he would, he got injured a good bit in the early portion of his NBA career. It wasn't like he God, he's he's going to be an MVP one day. And Chris Paul, who back when you know New Orleans was buzzing about NBA basketball, he was incredible. I love I watched all his games. It was so much fun. He was trying to he was trying to to, to get out, and they had a trade on the table where he was going to go to Golden State. They wanted him. Now, this is, again, this is before Golden State had won one playoff series in, like, you know, 15 years, yeah. and it was as an eight seed. It wasn't like they had this wrong run of success. And Paul apparently just – this is just stuff that I've, you know, I've heard and talking to people that, that have covered the franchise for years. He didn't really want to go there um, and said, no, 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 let's negate that. And so – Curry stuck around because he had he had a lot of ankle issues early. I mean, can you imagine if they had gotten they? Can you imagine? I'm sure they would have screwed it up somehow. But <laughs> if they had gotten Curry, and then there was there was talk at one point before Clay Thompson blew up that they they wanted Eric Gordon. The Warriors did because they felt like oh we we finally have a a path to maybe get into the postseason. And um, you know a trade a potential trade was on the table, and then you know the, the dumb Hornets asked for too much or something, and it's like good lord. So as much as the Warriors have been sort of the standard, it's a reminder that sometimes sometimes you got to get lucky. Like sometimes you have to be great and you also have to be lucky as a franchise to win it all. I mean, they they almost dealt, you know, two of the greatest shooters of all time that have been the catalyst for their championships um, to a franchise that's, you know, never even been to a conference finals. Well, and then you got to have a glue guy. You have, you know, Draymond oh, yeah. Green. You, Absolutely. you sprinkle him in there, and those guys shoot the basketball like that. And, man, I didn't know that. That's the you kind gotta, of stuff I'm here for, man. You got to get lucky, too. It's like Ryan Ramchek, all pro right tackle for the Saints. He's great. They wanted to draft Reuben Foster. He was sitting there at 31, and the Niners moved up in the draft to take him. And Sean Payton could say all, they were on the phone with him, and they needed a linebacker. And Sean Payton's like, well, no, we always win at Ramchick. No, you didn't. That's who you got because he was next on your board. You have to say he was the guy. Well, Foster has a lot of off-field issues, never really played much, and Ramchick's a multi-time all-pro that's yeah. going to be the, you know your right tackle for a decade. Sometimes, Sometimes you just – it's it's to say that you get lucky isn't an insult. It's part of winning, and I'm sure you, as a player and as a coach, Eric, you can speak to that. To you've been part of championship teams. To win them, you got to be good. You got to have a little luck too. The stars have to align. It really does. The you know the draws, the bounces, everything that that goes into it. You know, we won it in '86 and had a better team in '87, and we didn't win it as far on the high school side. So it's they've got to align. You've got to have the right. Uh, mix of players and the right shooters, scores, all of those things go into it. Sorry, DraftKings guys, go check it out. Um, Doctor uh, Fundamental, Coach Eric Muto. Sometimes I just want to call you Doctor Eric Muto, which is funny. Um, I'm okay with that. All right, Doctor Eric Muto, Doctor Fundamental. One more time, Eric, before we uh, we let you run. Um, I know you're busy again tonight. Ascension Episcopal LCA, uh, big playoff game. You can catch the radio call. Uh, if you can't make it to the game on Talk Radio 960, he and Bobby Novell have the call. 645, Eric's pregame interview every week with Coach Desimo. But Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, next week, guys. It's Thanksgiving week. Your kids are home. What are you going to do with them? Uh, you should go drop them off at the campus of Ascension Episcopal. 
let them be part of Eric's basketball camp. Registration is 8.30. You can walk up. $95. It, it covers all three days. You get a drink. You get it there from 9 to 12.30. They're learning from one of the best basketball minds the area's ever produced. Pre-K 4 through the 8th grade. So a long, wide range of uh, wide age range there, Eric. Anything else before I let you run you want to add? Just make sure that is at the UL, uh, the, uh, talking about UL. This is the uh, Youngsville campus. Youngsville campus. We've so had a little, we've had a few people show up at the downtown campus. We are one school on three different campuses. So, yeah, this is 1800 Shimon Metairie, and uh, you can go online, check it out. Um, our walk up registration will begin at 8 30. If you're already registered, you can bring them at 8 30. They can get some extra shots up for 30 minutes and get ready for camp. We'll go 9 to 12 30, Monday through Wednesday next week. Always good talking hoops with you, Eric. Thanks for coming in, my friend. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Dan Patrick is next on ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports.